your architect, talking with your council. You may need that expertise of a town planner. We've got Ellie. Stay tuned. Good morning, gents. Good morning. Ellie, Navon, how are you? Really good, how are you? Really good, thank you. This is an exciting topic. I've never spoken with a town planner before. Okay. <laughs> good, well, welcome. We've got a few questions for you. Sure. But I suppose, Mark, do you wanna do, you wanna do the intro a little bit? We were talking a little bit off air about town planning in itself yeah I, I think to unpack it a little bit um a town planner is i guess i'm not a lot of people know what a town planner does and it's it's highly specialized and highly effective in our industry as real estate agents because when you've got you know council with all of their legislation and when you've got architects with all with you know their drawings and stuff like that and then you've got builders you know, have, you know, wanting, you know, we're dovetailing it to that together with what commercially should be done, which is your real estate, that real estate agents, you know, should you do a, a, um, a bathroom off that bedroom or should you do a townhouse, a duplex versus townhouses and stuff like that? A town planner is the guy that seems to mesh it all together. And so it's really exciting to have you on today, Ellie. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. How's business? It's really pumping. It hasn't really stopped. <laughs> it's been a really busy two years for me, and I guess for the property industry at large. And I, I, you know, I'm at the the coal fight face with councils. I deal with councils every day on a wide range of projects, and they're really under the pump, which I think is a is a positive thing, not just for me and but for everybody. It, it's a really healthy economy at the moment, especially with building. Well, I had a walk around this morning. Uh, I was walking around my hood, and the amount of skip bins, builders—I yep. guess it's Monday morning as well—but builders and stuff like that is just astounding at the moment. That everyone is doing home improvements. I think part of it is, you know, people have made some good equity in their homes. Their values have gone up, so they're pretty keen to reinvest into something that's been good to them. Yeah, definitely. Plus, people aren't going over on their overseas holidays, all their cruises. They're just hanging around at home, looking. You know, what can I do to improve this, or try get it ready to sell? We should also mention today's the first day where the where the international borders have officially opened out of seven hundred or seven hundred and fifty days. That's huge. <laughs> oh, that's a statistic. It's big. That, that's I can't believe it's big. Yeah, that's almost mm. tomorrow's episode worthy, Mark. I think so. It's bloody exciting. I think there was five countries that opened up to us. So, um, yeah, well, welcome to all the tourists that are coming into town. Um, yeah. So, Ellie, you've worked on some exciting stuff. What's the stuff? What What are some um, some triumphs that you've had lately in the in the town planning world? Well, the the triumphs, I guess, are trying to keep my clients happy. And when, when that happens, that's really good. And part of it is that, they, that their DAs get approved and not refused. <laughs> so a lot of councils are really quick to refuse 
a project, whether it might not comply with three things or ten things, they're really in a rush to, to approve things, uh, refuse things or approve things and get it off their desk. So naturally with most of my projects there's issues because my clients always want to try push the, the envelope a little bit, but obviously within reason, and so it's really my job to make sure to curb to curb the project along and make sure that number one council doesn't refuse it and that we can try to reach a compromise. So really, you know, the cat the council controls, you know, only allow well, let's say the client wants you to wants to do this. Can you see me? There. Client wants to do this. The council controls allows them to do this. But we try to find the middle ground, you know, between what council wants compared to what's what we feel is is a suitable uh, design and, and planning outcome on the site. So there's a lot of negotiations uh, between councils. And I guess that that's the, that's the triumph for the, the negotiating through councils was getting a good outcome, not just for the client, but for council too. I guess if it's a walk in the park, they're not really going to engage a town planner, are they? No. <laughs> that's right. Can I ask, is, is it small things that are often you know, causing small issues at the start or um, in your experience, is it is it easy once you get the ball rolling to work with council? Yeah, good, good question. It's, I often find the larger projects like the apartment buildings I get involved with are easier to get approved than let's say a mum and dad trying to get a car space approved or a carport or a first right. floor addition. So often it's the smaller projects where uh, and you also, you don't, you're not going to change the house that much or you might be building a duplex, whatever it is. Um, it's those smaller projects which I'm finding, well, it's, I've been finding for a while, that they're, they're often the most controversial for council. I'll give you guys a really good example. Yeah, uh, last week I got a call from a, a, a good connection of, uh, through LinkedIn actually and he works for a project home company and he calls me in a huff and a puff and he says, Ellie, we put in a DA for it, just a demolition. So it was a demolition to a semi in, let's call it the eastern suburbs. And they were going to get an approval for the new house through a certifier called a complying development certificate. That's something we can talk about another time. And uh, he said the council rejected the DA just for a demolition, not, no building work whatsoever. And I was really surprised because usually these types of applications are very straightforward. It's just tick a box, we're going to demolish the house and in the future we're going to build a new house. Very simple. So this guy, um, this DA attracted over 10 objections from the neighbours. One of them was a barrister wow. and all these legal issues and I, I, admittedly some of the concerns were probably right. They were saying there's not enough detail about the, about the demolition. <laughs> it just blew my mind that you know, I worked, I've worked in councils before and whenever I would get a DA for a demolition, it's like, yeah, it's an hour job, in and out, it's it's approved. No one really cares. Uh, but this really struck me, like, wow. It, it just goes to the level of detail and how much people complain about things. They just want to build a new house at the end of the day. But it's not entirely the council's fault too. It's that, it's that you know, with modern technology, there's so many things you can show council on plans or reports and council's asking for more information and it, it's just yeah well wow. <laughs> now they've come to me they've they've told the client we're going to get a demolition with a da and we're going to get your approval let's say in a few weeks and we'll start building in a few months 
But now everything's changed. They have to lodge a DA for everything. And it could take six months before they get a decision. And six I've, months of, of holding costs. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a mum and dad. We're talking about a mum and dad, not a, a merit and not a big developer for a hundred story building. Just a mum and dad trying to, as you were saying before, Mark, that you know, people have, invest, have saved money and now they want to do something with their property. This is a very simple case of, of just that the system gone wrong. And it's it's in times like these where, fortunately and unfortunately, you need to get hire a town planner to to smooth things along for you. So I've got yeah. I've got another bit of a I've got another bit of a two part question here. Then, is is there certain councils that are more difficult to work with? And then I suppose going with that, um, can you see sort of an undeveloped suburb, you know, in a particular council, and think, you know, alongside a real estate agent? this one might be better for investment than others, just purely on that basis. You can't make any changes in some areas, but others that might be a little bit more flexible. Um, well, listen, I'm not going to name any councils. Particularly. I was going to say. <laughs> I would yeah. like that, but I, must, I, I, I do have projects in at least 20, 25 councils across Sydney, but I would say between you and me, don't tell anybody else, they're all bloody difficult, okay? Yeah. And it's for a whole range of reasons. So I'm not going to name anybody. Uh, really, they're all bloody difficult, but it's a matter of how you get along with them. You, you can't burn bridges with the council staff. It's, you know, as a Jewish person, we like to say schmoozing. We like to, you know, talk to them, be a good person. And, you know, if you annoy them, if you piss them off, you know, they're not going to treat you nicely, just like in any other relationship yeah. or business. So you have to be professional. And that's what I, I try to do, you know, with every project. So sometimes you have to bite your tongue, but sometimes we'll, we might say, well, no, that's wrong. Let's discuss it and come to a solution. Uh, I'm not, you know, my clients will, will, will tell you I'm not, I'm not an angry person. I'm not, you know, I'm very laid back. And I think that, that, that type of characteristic, you know, people, people like. You don't want to be aggressive, uh, even though often it's, you know, me versus them mentality. I try, you know, smooth the, the process for everybody. Um, yeah. so I'm not going to name one particular. People used to say Leichhardt Council, I think. But uh, I think I'll say all, Pitwater. Pitwater. It depends. I'm not going to name names. but It's always, it's all from, from uh, I remember I was um, with Mr. Trigger off and, and he was saying uh, that, you know, that he was getting some developments through there and he said they were, they were also a difficult one. But I think... I think everyone's. I think everyone's got their war stories on on every probably every council. To be honest, um, but Ellie, with with town planning, obviously, there's it's there's a lot of um, practical law um, to navigate around. But honestly, would you say that belly to belly, good old fashioned conversation would really facilitate and help? Um, you know, because often often I think. And in particular, when people have made money um, in in a good property market, people are, when people make money, they're normally more litigious. But putting that aside, wouldn't do you normally find that you know if you can be belly to belly with your client, with counsel, with architects, you, you can you can segue a, a better result a little bit or a lot, or how do you find it? Yeah, well, it's relationship building, really. It's a matter of our proposal. We believe is. Is the best it's going to be the best design best outcome we're not going to 
annoy the neighbours or block their sunlight. So it's a matter of pitching that to council in the most um, in the most professional way. But but at the same time, where, when you're breaching the planning controls, you need to uh, you need to back that up with solid evidence. Often it involves uh, bringing up court cases and things like that as a precedent. So it's it's um, yeah it's. There's always a compromise, and I tell clients even even if your project complies a hundred percent, ticks all the boxes, there still might be something that that needs to change, and I just prepare my clients for that, and that that's the that's the nature of the game, really. Billy, Mark, this is big you stuff. Have <laughs> you another? You got another? You got another clever question to ask? Another quick fire question. Yeah, I suppose so. Um, if, if you cannot reach an agreement with council, you know, is there really other way to, to challenge it or is that a nail in the coffin? No, there is an ability called the Land Environment Court. If you need to take council to court, there's an option to do that. It is very expensive and tedious and lengthy, but sometimes when push comes to stuff, you just have to. Yeah. And I've, I've had calls with council officers before and got off the phone and told my clients, guys, we need to take this to court because that's the only way you're going to get this approved. So it does happen. But, you know, for, for larger developers too, it makes sense to go to court because they're, they're, you know, they've got holding costs. They need to hurry up and demolish the, the block of land and start building. For developers, it makes sense to go to court. For mums and dads just want to get their renovation or a car space approved, often they, you know, people, those types of people come to me and say, Ellie, I need to take this, take this to court. And once I explain to them the costs and what's associated with it, they'll say, okay. So in those cases, I tell them, well, why don't we try, have another crack at it? Let's have, let's lodge again uh, a better design, something that's a bit more subtle. But let's try that way. So I, I, I always encourage, you know, my clients as well as other people to try. Uh, to have a discussion with the council before they need to take it to court. So that, so that, that is the main option is the is the, the most obvious option. The other option is sometimes you need to escalate um, the DA. So in most cases, you're dealing with the junior um, the junior staff in council, and these days you are dealing with you know people maybe just come out of uni, so that they're they're not the ones making the decision. Anyway, there's always they always yeah. have a manager who who makes the final decision. So if I'm feeling we're not getting any traction from that particular officer, then naturally, yeah, we have to escalate it to the manager. And Ellie, sometimes I feel, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but sometimes I feel it's just it's a decision no one wants to put on their shoulders. And the land environment court is is sort of like well. We didn't approve it. Land environment, you know, it went through land environment court. They improved it. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. So sometimes yeah. councils also will be hesitant to approve something. Like it might be a childcare centre where there's been a yeah. hundred objections or five hundred objections. I've had projects where they're talking about our project on Facebook pages. <laughs> you know, so it, so it's, yeah, it, yeah. Sometimes it may be a perfectly eligible DA and, and you're in land environment court over it and you're thinking, what am I doing it here? But it's sort of the lesser of evils where council says, let's just let's just move this potato over. 
Yeah. It's hot potato. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They put it in too hard basket and just say, let's just take it to court. But I, I'm really, I really try avoid court, as I said before, where, where possible. But at the same time, if if you do happen to take counsel to court, uh, they're obliged to um, to talk to you. Whereas before, they not they don't really have to talk to you. Mm. Uh, they have, you have to sit in the same room as them to negotiate to mediate. Often, the counsel officers don't return your calls. <laughs> yeah, that does happen. But in court, as well as they've got time frames too. There's yeah. no there's nowhere that says any council needs to approve a DA within three months or six months. Could be in there for twelve months. They're, they're not. Then there's no KPIs. There's no time frame, time restrictions. But in court, there's dates that they have to stick to. Elia, thank you so much. I'll say this conversation lights me up because. It's quite a high-level conversation that not many people get to have, um, and I think, but I, uh, but I think it runs through a lot of people's minds. Uh, you know, do you, you know, land environment court? What does that mean? Town planner? What do they do? Like, it's you know, I just really appreciate your time today, and, and there's so much we can talk about. There's so many topics in there within these topics we've spoken about. Mm, definitely. <laughs> One Legend. final question, Ellie. How long is your is your average turnaround with your clients for a for an uh, application? I tell them well, I tell them six to twelve months for an average approval. Wow, that long! Yeah, can't take that long. Okay, there you go. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. And Michelle, g'day. Uh, she said uh, a great topic. It is a cracker. It is an absolute cracker. So Ellie, have a lovely week. Thank you. Thank you very, very much, Billy. Thank you, and uh, and welcome to um, the the tourists that have landed in Australia at six thirty this morning, and uh, hopefully our country's uh, back on the mend with tourism. That's it. See you guys. Thanks, Ellie. See you. Thank you. Bye bye.